0: you're dropping into cities within cities where it's like, this is the undercity. I'm even under the undercity. That's where I come from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those moments feel more interesting when you're literally diving through layers of Your visual Your Panzer coots <laughs> won't work down here, little girl. I think he made it more Southern <laughs> than he's supposed to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 543, with a review of Alita Battle Angel. I am Christopher Schnasey.
1: And I'm Stephen Miller.
0: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we're going to bring you a few different reviews, uh, two new releases that came out in theaters, and then one that just thematically seems to relate to one of the others. Uh, so we have this review of Alita Battle Angel, we have a review of Happy Death Day to you. And because we love time loops, we're gonna also have a review of Russian Doll, which came out earlier this month on Netflix. So get ready, three reviews coming at you. Here we go. Uh, generally, when we're talking about a film that is sort of being adapted from some other source, we'll t- ask each other a question about uh, have we, do we have any familiarity with the source material? I think it's safe to say that neither of us have read uh, any of the Alita nope. stuff.
1: Though I, I know it's a beloved property because people expressed like a ton of enthusiasm when they found out this was finally being made. Yeah,
0: I mean, Cameron's been trying to get this thing made for so long. <laughs> um, I think, it, I, I don't know, like, I, it's, it's probably one of those things where he's like, oh, the technology wasn't there. But now that I've made Avatar, it can happen. Yeah, um, I assume that's the way James Cameron's voice sounds um but uh yeah so we haven't read the manga we have not seen like there was an animated uh series for a tiny bit too uh-huh. as well i don't know i saw a poster for it um but uh yeah we're here to talk about alita battle angel this is a film i guess here well i'll ask you this Stephen. were you excited to see this film
1: uh, it was so the the trailer would play a lot uh at uh amc at least and i remember seeing the trailer in like before an IMAX film that I watched and seeing it on the big screen, I, I was pretty pumped. Like it, it definitely seemed like a, an epic action sci-fi that I could get behind. So I, I definitely did not want to miss it for this week.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I was really excited for it. Um, first of all, I'm I'm a fan of Robert Rodriguez. Uh, just the things that he does are always kind of just fun and have a sort of thing to it. You know, this isn't strictly his joint like this isn't a thing that he was making like cameron's been trying to make this for a while so he's making somebody else's film essentially um but i was still excited to see him do cool um you know fun crazy sci-fi action um i think when the trailers first came out i was i I was pretty excited like i i knew this was gonna be a big cg heavy film but i was like totally on board ready to see this thing um did you end up seeing it in 3d
1: i no, i didn't i saw it in 2d
0: Okay, cool. So I, we'll we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. Um, I did end up seeing it in three D, uh, possibly pretty cool to see in three D. <laughs> so do you think
1: this was inspired by Death Proof in any way, or not Death Proof? Planet Terror. Planet so, Terror. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I it's it's not really a grindhouse film. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so I just it, mean
1: you've got a you've got a female character with like prosthetic pros, pros, <laughs> with prosthetic weapon body parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. I I mean I. I no (laughs) i I mean i I can
0: see the connection that you're making um but uh yeah i I don't know i just i just think it's like a cool story that uh you know if if they can make a ghost in the show yeah
1: they they can can do anything (laughs) they can appropriate that they can they can do anything
0: yeah uh what do you say steve when we get into this review of alita battle angel let's do it all right we're gonna take a listen to the trailer for alita battle angel and then come back and give you guys that review
1: Does it bother you that I'm not completely human? You are the most human person I have ever met.
0: Didn't I tell you to be home before dark? I just lost track of time. Alita, you have to be responsible. You are someone very
1: special. Hey, kid. Not just a teenage girl.
0: Hey, what's your problem?
1: You can't remember. What do you mean? Doc found you in the scrapyard. So you must be from up there. And I'm just an insignificant girl.
0: That's what they want you to think. I'm not your daughter. I don't know what I am. I do. You're the most advanced weapon ever that's just a shell it's not bad or good that part's up
1: to you i do not stand by in the presence of evil she's threatening the natural order of things tonight is not a game it is a hunt. I need you to destroy a girl called Alita. You made the biggest mistake of your life.
0: And what's that? Underestimating who I am. So that was the trailer for Alita Battle Angel, Uh, essentially this man, uh, this doctor man (laughs) who works on, like, cybernetic enhancements to people that live in this place called Iron City?
1: Yeah, yeah. The Iron City. And then the, like, wealthy thing hovering above it is... Zalem. Zalem. Um,
0: but yeah, so basically he is going through the scrapyard below Zalem uh, trying to find parts because he does uh, augmentations to people. And he stumbles upon a, uh, the head of a girl with her very, very human brain still
1: alive inside. <laughs>
0: and decides to take her back to his lab and uh, put her in a body that he just happens to have laying around. And she kind of wakes up, and she has no memory of where she was before she is now, and she's just trying to get used to this Iron City that she's in now. And uh, over time, they start to realize that she has some pretty kick-ass skills uh, in the form of the ability to kick the shit out of a lot of different people. And uh, she sort of works her way through trying to um, stop some bad people in... The town of Iron City. Uh, <laughs> Steven Miller, what did you think of Alita Battle Angel?
1: I think Alita had very, very cool visual effects. Really awesome fight scenes, like some very cool fight choreography. And the rest was kind of awful (laughs) that that, that was my feeling and i don't want to shit on it too hard because i get that like the bulk of this movie is that like the production design the character design and the fights um there's a lot of like cool things that the aesthetic borrows from like by the end there's hardcore equilibrium vibes i think (laughs) it's safe to say um i i think with the like no not without incident (laughs) with, with, with the cyborg plus uh, floating wealthy world above you thing like yeah, um, Elysium would probably be a fair thing to also compare it to um and, and it has that kind of like cool cyberpunk aesthetic that as a person who doesn't read like manga in general I can only assume this like gets pretty close to what it feels like to read like multiple comic books like that because it <laughs> like, like there's a wacky cast of characters they all have their own unique style they all like speak in a kind of heightened comic booky way and watching them beat the shit out of each other is a lot of fun yeah so that part is good i think this movie was so focused on that it like forgot to make a script where any emotional arc would matter to anyone <laughs> um it just short- come on cut-
0: that puppy though
1: yeah the, the puppy <laughs> sure <laughs> I, i'm not gonna spoil anything with the puppy but um i just feel like it like it takes every emotional arc and shortcuts it in a way that i didn't understand like Like, the beginning of the movie, you know, is Alita discovering life for the first time again, right? Like, she's been found. Mm, She's oranges. She is bodied again for the first time, and she's going to, like, see what that's like. Yeah, she's discovering oranges. She's discovering the world. And, like...
0: The the world's thickest chocolate bar I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah, which looked delicious, by the way. And, I mean, uh, like, Rosa Salazar plays it all fine, but I feel like the way the movie is cut together, all we see is, like, cutesy things, like... Wow, a body. Wow, this. And, like, her journey to self-identity is basically all in the trailer. Like, I think the trailer does a way better job than the regular movie of giving me some arc of what she's going to go on in her life. In the actual movie, it's, like, stitched together in odd ways where she, like, she has the same conversation with Christoph Waltz twice like a half hour removed in the movie about how she used to be a warrior and each time she's crying and is learning it for the first time again like there's <laughs> just things in this movie that i thought were like very weird from an emotional standpoint um and it didn't help that like one of the driving forces of the narrative in this movie is hugo who i referred earlier uh off mic as a knockoff jonas brother piece of shit <laughs> um, <laughs> hugo annoyed the, the hell out of me he's just such a in carson's parlance, like dumb wiener kid that i didn't want to, <laughs> i didn't want to be watching on screen and i, yeah, I don't he's know not like, really a
0: child though right this is more like a dumb dick kid
1: there were just so many emotional beats like i i, I don't want to spoil things so like m- most of it i guess we can get to in spoiler talk if we get there but there are like love scenes that are just entirely unbelievable that turn on a dime out of nowhere and then end a few minutes later. Um, there, and, and, when, and
0: let's just, for the people listening who maybe haven't seen the film, there are scenes where people are discussing love's love, not like love-making scenes. No, I,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm not talking sex scenes. <laughs> just, this is a PG-13 yeah, film. D- d- discussing love. Like every every character in this movie, there's at least one or two moments where they make a sudden decision to modify their behavior. Like complete 180 from what they were doing before and that has like no motivation and no emotional payoff and like the sum of that it just made me feel like it was a dumb script like it i I don't know the story bothered me as an origin story for a cool looking character i'm cool like no matter what i want to see the second one still because the world looks cool and i like alita and i like the way she fights but i just thought there was a lot of dumb shit in this movie (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean that that's true. I I I can't can't deny the level of some things that are dumb in this film, but I I really really enjoyed this film. Mm. I think it is an incredibly entertaining film. I think with the exception of Jonas brother that we talked about, um the other characters are mostly understandable like right their motivations for things and what they do as people are like you can th- like without revealing too much the way that Christoph Waltz's character treats alita makes sense because of what she represents and like but
1: every scene that he has changed they've like just left out the part where he decides to change
0: yeah so i i think it's quite possible that there is a four-hour cut of this film that's Um. how
1: i feel there's a (laughs) four-hour cut and they were like nope we can't yeah we can't show that just cut out half of it
0: yeah we are watching half we're watching a two-hour cut of a four-hour film so it's still a long film but it's missing half of the content and i think that like for for the most part like as, as you said the, the the visual effects in this film are so freaking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. they are brilliant. Obviously, you know Alita. That version of Alita doesn't exist there. But if you watch, like, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff, like, she's physically there acting in all those scenes. She's being replaced. And then the digital double is being put in her, in her stead with the whole, like, Avatar-style motion capture rig. Um, but she feels real. In a way that you don't really get in some other films that are doing similar things, right? She just feels great. There are a few moments where, like, she's riding on a motorcycle and, like, laughing and looking at nothing. She's like, <laughs> and, like, those. Moments are the first time I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, this is a-, a CG character. But most of the time, you're like, this looks pretty fucking great. Like, it, it looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. The world is extremely cool. The acting, or not sorry, not, not the acting, <laughs> not the acting, not the acting. <laughs> the action in this film is really, really cool and entertaining. Um, I've heard some people criticize Motorball. I think Motorball is rad.
1: I-, I think Motor Motorball is rad, but as a plot conceit, it's again kind of dumb like like almost almost all the fight things in this movie there there are a few big set pieces and we'll we'll talk about it in a little spoiler section probably but there are a few big set pieces in this movie that cause fighting and almost every one of them the mechanisms that get them to that point a are just like ridiculous to me (laughs) like like there's no real good reason for it um and i i don't normally care about plot it just it felt like the whole movie was kind of like how can we make an excuse for a new action shot to pop up
0: yeah, but in this world, so there there is um I know you haven't watched all of or any of uh <laughs> Black Mirror yet, mm. but there's one whole episode devoted to a future where um citizens live in these little boxes with these TVs and like during the day they like ride on treadmills and shit to uh to power things, I guess, and then like they just play games and stuff or watch television programs and their thing. And if you compete in enough stuff, you can earn enough credits to buy your way to like a higher like, out out of this system. And it's a story about, like, how your actions within this world turn out to you either escaping the world or not. And I think that motorball is a thing like that where people are trying to compete. But one of the things that makes this world so interesting is I, I think that the world building is interesting, but the world building is a tease for a film that may never get made. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really interesting to think about the world in which, like, as people work their way towards almost complete full body replacement as a cyborg how does pain work in this universe right because like the first time somebody said motorball i just heard it as murder ball because i'd seen like the trailers and i expected it to be murder ball and it's motorball and i was like people are getting like wrecked to hell but technically as long as like your brain doesn't get hurt you're, you just get rebuilt and you compete next week, right? Yeah, yeah. but so, the
1: rules of the world are vague because there, there's nothing that would indicate a guy's brain isn't going to get, like, exploded in that game, right? Like, oh, yeah, like yeah. it seems <laughs> like the value of human life just doesn't <laughs> exist in this world. But
0: that's the thing is I think that there, the, the the value of physical life does not exist in the world so long as you do not terminate the life that is bound within the thing, right? Like, even there are scenes in this film where somebody gets extremely messed up (laughs) people not like i'm not talking about a specific someone but people get like eviscerated (laughs) and it doesn't really matter if you're mostly machine because you the the real crime is theft of uh, material right like a person can be grabbed tied down and have their limbs removed and that doesn't technically hurt them. They're just out the money it costs to buy those limbs, right? So they went from having like the cool new. Like, well, but
1: unless they bleed out and die, like uh, like apparently yeah. death is still a thing that can happen. Yeah, yeah and you, I feel yeah. like in those motorball games with like the like meat grinder hands and shit, like but like no, there's no reason people aren't dying in that game.
0: Nobody is competing. Who is? mostly human right like everybody competing in those games like only the face is left in the brain (laughs) right so like you can take a lot of damage and you can get totally wrecked and you just respawn quote unquote and if you're a character who's like sponsored by a group like vector um who's a guy's name not a group um (laughs) um like you can afford in a sense to just be destroyed every week and then come back and it definitely seems like there isn't necessarily pain in the same way that if you slice somebody's arm off they'd feel pain but there is like oh my arm got sliced off oh damn <laughs> that was my best jackie early jack jackie earl haley impression um uh <laughs> where's my face <laughs> but uh yeah i i just think that that aspect of it is really really fun um this is one of those films where, like, you watch and your brain wants to play around in the world and try to get excited about the ideas that could be shown off in a film that probably will never get made. Um, I think that some of the weak parts of the film, obviously, we already talked about Hugo, pretty weak. Um, mostly, I'm, like, fine with him because he represents an idea, not actually a human being. Um, but what
1: idea does he represent?
0: He, I mean, he, he he's a shortcut for romantic interest, right? <laughs> and
1: like like a lot of i I would feel that if that were all he was in this movie but like the entire third act of the movie is all devoted to like hugo's fucking decisions right like like he is the driving force in the movie um
0: yeah but i mean i i but it makes sense because there is a tie-in between him what he does daily who he works for And people that may want to find the girl named Alita. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, people who... Another moment in the film when he is recognizing, like, meat grinder fingers, he should not be trusting already, except Hugo's a, like, dumb piece of shit, so he just forgets about that part.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. But he he knew... No, 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 he, he knew exactly what those were for when he got it, because he was paid to get them for a specific reason.
1: Yeah, but they're... What, what we can talk about he later. He thought it was a different reason, maybe. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyways, uh, I, th- I think really the problem is that this film is... It feels like an abridgment to the story they wanted to tell. And even that story was just a precursor to the story they really, really want to tell, which is this thing about everybody trying to get to... What's the place called again? Uh,
1: Salem.
0: Salem. And I think what this film doesn't do is explain why everybody wants to go to Zalem. There are some characters who obviously want to go to Zalem because they were in Zalem before. Mm-hmm. And there are people who, uh, much like in Creed Two, were outcasts from the place that they used to be uh, loved and admired in. And now they're just fighting their way back to get to the place that they were, right? That totally makes sense, and that's fine. The rest of the people, Zalem is an idea, and nobody really does a good job of explaining why that idea is so important Um, especially when you're watching a film as an outsider to the film going like fuck iron city's pretty rad (laughs) Mm -hmm. right like i get that zalem is cool and everybody wears like future glasses and uh you're floating in the air but there's not a good explanation of that distance between the people above and the people below Mm -hmm. um you know you brought up elysium earlier and this film doesn't do the Elysium thing, right? Where it's not like, oh, in Salem, there's no sickness and everything's great, and shouldn't the poor also be able to have no sickness? I mean, sickness? people do
1: live forever, apparently. Uh,
0: yeah, but there's no explanation to whether any organic material allows them to live forever or if it's all cybernetic, right? Mm-hmm. In the, In this world, there's no reason why a... Motorball person who's good enough can't live forever, right? Because as long as the machine parts can be replaced enough, the rest like once you're mostly just a brain in a casing, you should also be able to live forever even if you're in Iron City.
1: Despite all my racing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, but I but I think when it comes down to it, this film with its faults is very very entertaining and I'm happy 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 to come play in this playground again in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that like even though there's not a lot of motivation for this character, like she wakes up, doesn't know anything, goes like, I don't know what the world is. Ooh, boy. And then goes, ooh, fighting skills. And then goes, motorball? And then <laughs> goes, end of movie, right? Like th- there's, there's not a, a nice, firm arc. But like, honestly, this film is an even more simplified version of Wonder Woman, right? right. It's a fish-out-of-water story about an incredibly powerful being who is female and can kick everyone's ass and is really motivated to do good. And if she sees bad things taking over the world, she wants to stop them. Um, and, and it doesn't have sort of the charm of Wonder Woman, but there is still like a, an innocence to her that is slightly charming in a way. And you know, even though we don't really get to experience the world that she comes from very much, like just the comfort zone, Like you are a berserker. Like that doesn't mean anything to us, right? Like clearly we know she's badass. So you can't make up a word for how badass she is and make us go like, ooh, now we've learned something. It's just not an entertaining addition to it. Um, Once he says you're the most powerful weapon earlier or ever, we don't need more information beyond that, right? But I still think that the film is fun. I like seeing the action scenes. I love rocket uh, acts or rocket uh scythe whatever you can call it like the big weird hammer spike thing mm-hmm. that shit's cool <laughs> yeah tentacle finger spike things cool
1: no i'm fine with ten- tentacle. blade fingers. arm
0: girl nails or whatever her name is bolts what's what's her name i forget her character uh, we'll screw screw it was like screw or something like that
1: yeah no i i mean i mean i like all that stuff and that, that's the thing the idea of these cybernetic people fighting each other is cool and there's the there's the steampunk like mad maxi type feeling to it right where you're in this gritty desert world where everyone is kind of competing for survival and the value of life is like lower than it normally would be because it just seems like everybody's killing everybody all the time um like like i liked all that i just feel like like alita is not really a hero even to me in this movie because she has no motivation that is noble and that's why her character can well, just change. don't hurt puppies sure yeah <laughs> Yeah, she but has she, the same motivation as she John. She shares Wick. that with yeah. She shares that with the uh, the old cowboy man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but there's just something about like she changes her mind on a dime in this movie. Like there's a moment when she decides I need to practice fighting. I'm just going to start a fight with all the bounty hunters in this city, that and she does is... a rally a rallying cry for a thing that I didn't even understand. I I
0: I think. I disagree with that scene. I think she thought that her rallying cry was honestly going to work. Even watching the film, I was like, "That's a pretty good rallying cry, right?" Like, uh,
1: so I didn't understand the rallying cry. Like, who were they supposed to be fighting against?
0: Uh, his name is Gruš. Oh, so uh, she was just trying to get them all against Grušvika. Gro- yeah, <laughs> Grušvika. Gruishka Grush, Gruishka. Um yeah, she was fighting against Gruishka and I mean, she she just met Gruishka knows that he's bad, knows that he's not operating under the rules of Hunter Warriors and wants to get other Hunter Warriors to help take him down because it seems like there's it's going to require more than just her. Um so I I think that totally makes sense and I think that her like the like she's so naive as a creature who has just been brought in after like a hunt the 300 year slumber or whatever that i totally buy the idea of like she thinks she can just walk into this bar of all these tough people and say we should band together and do something but like i i don't know i i I, that that didn't bother me at all
1: Mm. yeah I, i don't know i just didn't i didn't get that part and there are scenes later where her feelings about certain other characters seem to all of a sudden change only to change back a few seconds later and hearts are involved oh god (laughs) there's one awful scene where she offers her heart (laughs) um, to someone that is just like the whole movie would make sense if it is like very seriously trying to be like she was imbued with the hormones of a teenage girl and therefore every every arc in the movie is meant to be like of rapid going through teenage years or something yeah or- otherwise I, I just feel like the like her motivation in this movie it is never clear what she wants at all except for to like robo bang hugo like yeah, yeah. It, it isn't clear what she's trying to avenge what she's trying to prove who the bad guy is until like i don't know the last like five minutes of the movie um and that just makes it be a really odd origin story for me
0: and also does she have the new body at that point in time i think so because Minor spoilers, I guess, for lore in this film is, we do know that the new body needs that heart to Mm -hmm. power it. So if it was with her in the other body, then okay, fine, because any battery can charge that thing. But like, it's specifically said by another character that this suit can only be powered by that heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a it's like a nuclear submarine packed into a little heart case, right? Yeah. So I, I I think it's silly at that moment with that knowledge in herself that even the metaphor of the idea of what she's trying to do, um, yeah, seems silly.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It it, it just was too, to me, it was too contrived. And and maybe the problem is I didn't see it on like a giant IMAX screen. Like maybe if I were in a situation where the visuals were just overwhelming me, maybe I would feel differently. But seeing it holistically as a movie, I felt like for all the amazing production design and good visuals, it's weird that they couldn't get like one guy to make a script that wasn't stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they had two guys to make a script. Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I, when it comes down to it though, I'm excited for this film. I, I, I'm still excited for the existence of this film. And... um it didn't do too well this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, twenty-eight million dollars—that's fine. Uh, not so great on a budget of one hundred and seventy million. Yeah. Um, but so now that this is out, uh, no long. Now that it is out worldwide, it has made like uh, it's like one hundred and fifty million. dollars yeah, so it'll it's make like, back. It's, it's going to make least. back its money yeah. for sure. Um, but I don't know whether it's going to make back enough money to justify making the sequel. That this thing is actually trying to tell. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know if that's technically a spoiler to talk about where we think that this film is going. Yeah. The obvious telegraphing of where this film is going.
1: We, we should just go to spoilers so I can bitch about Hugo a little more.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to get to verdicts first, close out the episode, and then we'll come back with a little spoiler territory for you guys. But for now, Stephen Miller, if you're going to this, a must-see, record of the caveat, wait for rental, pass of the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: I, I'm going wait for rental. I, I, I feel like it's like fine. The, like The thing it's doing... If the visual effects were not good, I would say there's no reason to see this movie. But because the visual effects are amazing, I'm, like, bumping it up into it's worth seeing. I just think, like, it squandered (laughs) amazing potential in, like, a script that... I'm, like, I'm not usually the guy who cares about scripts in this podcast. And, like, the script just... (laughs) I, like, audibly snorted, like, eight times while I was watching this movie. I was, like... I'm sure I was terrible to sit next to because I was just, like, oh, my God, Hugo, shut the fuck up. I, I was really, like, not vibing on what the movie was doing with its characters. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> and, and it kind of took me out of the movie. But, it, it, you know, it, it delivers on the visual effects goods, and obviously that's what you're looking for here, is cool fight scenes with people with mechanical limbs that get sliced off and shit.
0: Yeah. Um, I clearly enjoyed this film a little bit more than you. I'm going to give it a recommend with a caveat. Uh, I had a really great time with it. I'm excited for any even inkling of a potential future to see more of this film, even though I kind of don't understand what is going to happen because we see a flashback of what a possible future for this franchise could be. I know that sounds cryptic, but Mm. it makes sense to Steven. Um, And um, I don't know how they're going to attempt that stuff. Um, But yeah, I, I, for me, it's still rucking with the caveat. And it's worth seeing in 3D. I thought the 3D was really, really cool. I think especially cool because the construction of the city and the scale of different things just looks more impressive in that 3D because you get that sense of scale in a way that you don't get necessarily from seeing a 2D projection of everything. So I was really, especially seeing where like, you're dropping into cities within cities where it's like, this is the under city. I'm even under the under city. That's where I come from. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> like, those moments feel more interesting when you're literally diving through layers of Your visual Your Panzer Coots <laughs> won't work down
1: here, little girl.
0: <laughs> I think he made it more Southern <laughs> than he's supposed to be. Um. Also, all of the characters in their cy- cyborg forms look like the voice actor. Mm-hmm. Why does uh, Gruishka not look anything like Jackie Earl Haley?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I think he just needed to look the way he did, which is the uh, the creepy baby head in Toy Story. That <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sid's little like... Yes, yeah, Sid's little, little monster. spider thing. Yeah, spider thing. <laughs> nice. Um, but with crazy spike fingers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's close out the episode before we get to spoiler territory. Uh, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, people can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
0: People can find me at com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash warning, Or you can like us at Facebook.com slash warning. You can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, is it still at? slash the spoiler warning Um, we're we're posting photos of us in the studio and uh, other fun little things if you want to follow us there Uh, and uh, yeah music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Alita Battle Angel so hopefully you're enjoying that Um, as we said after this spoiler territory segment, we're going to have other reviews of Happy Death Day to You and Russian Doll. And next week, we will have a review of How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. And also the listener requested review from Cayman for Buy Bust. So hopefully you look forward to that. Um, that music that's playing right now is going to fade up. And when that music fades out, we'll be in spoiler territory. So watch out um, if you haven't seen the film yet. Everyone else, join us in just a moment. Alright, we are back. This is spoiler territory for our review of Alita Battle Angel. Full-blown spoilers coming at you, so if you don't want a tentacle spike to the face, you probably want to leave away right now. If you, if you do want a tentacle spike to the face... You've um, come to the right place. <laughs> Alright, so Stephen Miller wants to talk about Hugo a little bit. Um, and we ain't talking about trains or clocks. Oh, no.
1: I wish. <laughs> I, w- I wish we were. Um, uh, so I, I just want to run through some of the worst emotional beats i thought in this movie um one when hugo has been suddenly called a murderer and in like two seconds alita seems to turn on him and be like oh i can't save you you're the bad guy let me do you in so the other dude can just stab him like what the what the fuck is up with that i don't i don't get it and then the twist three minutes later When Jennifer Connelly, who, like, has been pure evil this whole movie, (laughs) decides, like, I know, we're going to cut off his head (laughs) and pump the heart together, and then I'm going to just tell Mahershala that I'm done with him, Um, that, that whole, like, arc was just, like like two dumb things happening in a row that canceled each other out in a kind of weird way. Well, um,
0: I, so I, I think that there was no version of the script where that was not dumb.
1: Yeah.
0: However, I think there was a more stretched out version of the script where it has seeded that Jennifer Connelly no longer trusts Vector, um, uh, Marshall Ollie's character. Um, she's sort of starting to be suspicious about ever the chance of going to fucking Zod, whatever the hell it's called. Zalem. Uh, Salem. Um And... I think that, like, it makes sense that she is trying to help the one good thing that she sees in the world, which is, like, this creature and this person are at least feeling some sort of emotion together. But,
1: but like, why is she giving up hope? Because literally, like, that same night, she got the, like, the finger weapons to try to murder a shitload of people. Like, I, I just don't understand the, like, journey that these characters are going on. It's like, she did, like, terrible shit and nothing really happened To make her change her mind, except for the plot just needed it to be that way. But I think
0: she was doing terrible shit with the hopes of not redeeming herself morally, but getting back to Zalem. And I think that in this moment, she realized that A, she's never getting back to Zalem, at least not in the version of herself that she wants to be. And B, she's trying to like, if I can do one thing before I'm fucking murdered by this guy... (laughs) at least I can help this person in Oh, this I wish she
1: were just murdered. Instead, a cartoon <laughs> brain is in a briefcase. <laughs> Don't think I was going to forget about that scene.
0: <laughs> you know, no one can actually go to Zalem, at least not in their
1: bodies. <laughs> not with skulls.
0: <laughs> yeah. Though it, it is kind of a crazy reveal where it's like, oh, literally, first of all, I get the brains and eyes part, right? Like if this is going to be like a Futurama, like sure. in a jar, still conscious, but like just floating in bubble water, totally fine with that. Why her hands are required. I guess mm-hmm. the idea that she's a doctor and even though these machines are so amazingly well reproducing the human body, they can't reproduce it enough to do surgery on other machines <laughs> so they need to have the human hands be put in the box too that's the part that seems silly to me sure. and may, maybe that's a direct frame from the manga maybe 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 and, and
1: the thing is all of these things too could be fine in like manga form again it's just like the movie where you're supposed to like there are so many scenes where alita because she is made so lifelike we're seeing like a single tear trickle down her eye right we're yeah. seeing the you're wide-eyed like, wonder your
0: ducts are working <laughs>
1: Yeah, like we're seeing all these things that are making us supposed to fall in love with her as a kind of like, she is human, you know, you're the most human thing I've ever met. And I I just feel like in that context, the movie makes this, it has this like sweeping arc of we are a beautiful humanistic movie. And then like the emotional beach being meaningless, just make it, it, it's such a weird combination to me of like, the way the film feels like it's going emotionally versus the way it actually goes emotionally. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Hugo, you know, almost dies. Alita uses her heart to save his head so they can put <laughs> another robot body on him. <laughs> Literally the next time we see him, cause she's been off like trying to do something like good again for a change. Um, by good, I mean the equilibrium moment where she's going to like, like full on equilibrium, you know, like go up to the top of the tower and slice Mahershala in half. Yeah. Um, So, like, (laughs) she gets done with that. He, like, has gone from his, like, sick bed or whatever (laughs) to just being, like, I'm going to go up to Zayn in my robot body. (laughs) Haven't you seen that,
0: uh, is it DreamWorks Pictures Robots? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And, like... I, I don't know. Again, maybe in the four hour in the Schne- in the Snyder cut of this movie, like maybe we care about him enough to know why he needs to go to Salem so bad that he can't just like wait like another minute. Um, but instead, like just the whole thing of him like running up there and then like getting like sliced because he's not listening to her, and then just like slow motion falling up. Like I was so also, happy when he finally I, fell. I
0: like the idea that a bunch of elite soldiers running up this cable. Never thought to jump over the spikes. <laughs> and Lita's like, no, <laughs> and jumps
1: over. Yeah, so that's the thing is she can jump over, so why doesn't she storm Zalem now and yeah. you know murder so, Ed Norton?
0: But here's the thing, right? So this film, uh, we can get back to your list in a second, but so this film ends with a, a cut forward to X number of years later where she's been competing in motorball for that many years to become the number one so that she can win her slot to go to Zalem. Do motorball people get a different trip to Salem than Vector gives people a trip to Salem? Because yeah,
1: like, why do we believe that that one is real? I, like, only because Chris Waltz says it is, I guess?
0: Yeah, also, if she's standing in the motorball court, sticking her sword up at Ed Norton, going, I'm coming for you, Ed Norton, like, why would he go like, you know, what? I'm going to leave these rules like this and let her I up? I mean, my
1: hands are tied. It <laughs> says, in the, ain't no rule that a battle angel can't play motorball. <laughs>
0: It it just it, it it seems strange to me that like I get why other characters want to compete or before beforehand when she's like oh I want to go to Zalem because my boyfriend wants to go to Zalem I got magic battle skills I can get him to Zalem like mm-hmm. I'm hundred percent on board with that once he's dead <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know why that motivation exists and there's they could even fi- quote unquote fix it I'm doing air quotes here they could fix it in the way of her. Just saying – just she has to say, he wanted to go there. I'm going to go there for him. Mm-hmm. That's all they have to do. I'm not saying that's a good excuse. I'm just saying that ex- at least explains for me why that character decided to do that. Right. Based on everything that happens, she has no attachment to Zalem other than that's where she came from.
1: Yeah, and that's why I feel like it, it's just like – it's just rhyming with other movies. Like like the, the Elysian <laughs> of – like that type of movie makes me assume – Salem is a bad place. You want to go up there and destroy the system, and it's a metaphor for politics, right? Like, yeah. like you're going to, like, go up – you're going to rise up and defeat the ruling class that is, you know, forcing this upon you. But there is, like, not five seconds in this movie that is devoted to actually convincing you of that. And, and that's so odd to me that, like, they could spend, like, four minutes on that weird heart scene, and, like, they can't spend any minutes on, like, telling us about the world and what the bad guy is. like yeah. It, to me that's just a very, very, very strange situation.
0: It is. And and I think one of the real problems too is that Alita can't even really take this moral high ground of the world in which, like, down here in Iron City, the uh the people are oppressed by having to augment themselves to the survive the whatever and the blah 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 blah. We don't really see why it's so bad there. Mm. Like some of the augmented people are pretty fucking badass. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, I mean, you can tell that the place is poor, right? Like, it's
0: it's poor, but like, it can't be that poor if everybody's a robot, right? Even the people who have like shitty, like, like, it's not like I don't know. I'm trying to make like a really, really dumb analogy of like having like a modern phone versus an old phone, right? Like, they're all iPhone tens. Mm-hmm. It's just some people have the gold one, and it's real gold. It's not just like gold plate, right? Like, it, it it's that it just feels like the. I get why the one the one dude who is like the main hunter warrior guy. I get why he seems a class above everyone else because he's all fucking chromed out with like diamond encrusted stuff and special carvings on his back. Pretty face. He looks expensive, right? I get that. Other people still look cool. Like the doctor that assists Ito. Like her arm doesn't look cool future tech. But it also is super functional, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she can, like, perform surgery on other robots. It's not like she – like, I don't look at her and be like, oh, I bet she didn't eat last night because she couldn't afford food. I just look at her and be like, okay,
1: well, you don't have chrome.
0: Yeah, yeah, Like, I don't have chrome in my car. I like my car. I think my car is
1: fine. But, like (laughs) – I still use Safari. (laughs) Nice. But, but, yeah, Um, so, uh, again, that's another thing where I feel like it's just, like – bootstrapping off of other movies and being like hey they've already convinced you of all this stuff we don't even need to bother yeah. um and, and in this case it, it's kind of weird because like the way they convey to us that the place is poor is by making it look kind of like morocco right <laughs> like the, like it's like look it's gonna and, and, and i'm serious like that, that like that's the thing it's like crowded streets like, Where
0: everything here is orange everything up there is blue yeah, exactly. clearly that's where like, we like, that's go the thing to. is like
1: this is the hot place where you don't see a lot of green and up there is green yeah. Ergo, it must be terrible down here, Ergo, right? Ergo, we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Ergo, we go, Hugo. Ergo, no go. fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I just think for me, outside of the fact that, epsilon, what the Salem, Salem, <laughs> Salem, uh, uh, outside of the fact that Salem is literally floating above the other place. There's no real explanation of what the class distinction is between those two mm. things.
1: Well, because we've never seen a human being up there except for Ed Norton, like, f- in the shadow. Yeah,
0: in, in his uh, tanning bed glasses, mm-hmm. um, like, looking down. Yeah,
1: Like, I think like there's a version of this that is very Hunger Games, right? Where there's, like, the the lower classes and motorball is the thing that placates them because there's the promise that, like one person in this brutal sport will win and something good will happen to them and so people will root for that while the other people are getting murdered but like it didn't bother to do any like that must be the other two hours that they cut out right yeah yeah, yeah. the the stuff that actually convinces you of that
0: yeah yeah i just i it's it's confusing but i still like playing here like i like the idea of hunter warriors i like the idea of this world in which Knives and everything are totally fine and legal, but guns are outlawed, but the military force patrolling robot things have the guns mm-hmm. and it's uh there like they're, there's a there's no mMO called eve online um and there are different security levels of different systems that you're in and as, as you go from system to system, your security level changes, and in certain places, if it's a high security zone and you just attack another player, immediately all these ships warp in and just destroy you mm. and it's just like There's nothing you can do about it. So it's like the system polices itself by causing immediate death to anybody who goes outside the system. And I like that sort of idea of that being the way that this city works. and that. But as long as somebody's name is on this list, you're free to kill them and do whatever you want, right? Um, And then you get paid for doing that. Like it's – I like this idea, this like sort of Wild West sort of kind of portrayal of this community. Um, But it's just like – so it's fun to play in their sandbox, but the story that they're creating is not necessarily that great.
1: Sure. I agree with you. <laughs> I also, the another emotional turn is when Christoph Waltz, who the, his one defining feature in his view of Alita is like, I don't want you to battle Angel. I don't want you to play motorball. <laughs> Cut to I'm lacing up your shoes while you play motorball because of an off-screen conversation we had where I became okay with it. For some reason. And, and like, again, it it isn't like the stakes for him are high. It isn't like it was a life or death thing. It, she just decided she wanted to play it because she wants to bring like her Jonas brother boyfriend like up to Salem. And he's just suddenly like in the crowd rooting for her. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get it. I, I don't get what they were going for with his character either.
0: Well, I think at that point he had already because and there, there is sort of a logical progression that is still compressed, but it's like. I'm not going to put you in Alita Battle Angel body. Oh, you ran off and started shit anyways, and you got fucked up. Uh, My only choice now is to give you...
1: Now that you're already a weapon, I'll make you the best weapon.
0: But, like, literally, it's like how... Like, I I put you in the most high-tech body that I had available to me, and that is destroyed now. You can either go into, like, this hunk of metal over... You can go into Wally's body, or... I can put you in Does the that body. of you go? Got
1: Wally's body, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it just—it just like it, it sort of makes sense. And that like I won't put you in this. Fuck. Okay, I get it. And also in that moment, he realizes that like there there literally is a bad guy who he can't stop, and he sort of has this change of heart where he's like, you know what? Like literally, we're all stuck under the rule of this person. I might as well put her in her berserker body and let her go do like Alita gun Alita, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think it, it kind of makes sense why she, she then gets to go play mer, uh, motorball is its own thing, Um but yeah, I don't know.
1: Hey, Chris, knock knock.
0: <laughs> Who's there? Alita. Alita, who?
1: I'll eat an orange and say it's my favorite food in the world. Oh, Stephen. <laughs> I'm done. I, I didn't hate this movie, so I don't know why I'm shitting on it so much. It's just, there were just a lot of dumb things I had to get off my chest.
0: There are definitely dumb things in this film. And uh, I still, still enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so should we get off to our other reviews? Sure. All right. Take care, everybody. We will see you in just a moment.